0: Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. In the end, we got the we didn't win. We lost, and uh, you know, so I. I uh... You know, I just wish wish that uh, we could have came out here the difference. Rob. It's the WGN Radio Football Podcast. For us to be able to come out that first two quarters and, and do what we did, that's, that was fun. Grant, down the sideline, he goes, touchdown. Oh, Demir Bird inside the 10 and he'll go to the end zone. Grant, look at him go, again. Silent, 97 yards for a touchdown to come out in the in the second half and have you know give up 16 first downs for 222 yards and then they have that long drive there to start the third quarter you know that's where we got to understand that when you play a great team like this they're going to make you pay for it now here's your host kevin powell well it was just your classic bears packers game there was a little bit of hope i guess in that first half and it was fun it was entertaining and there was a, l- a short moment where I was like, maybe this would be a signature win for Justin Fields beating Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field. That was just a very short, brief moment. And then I like didn't allow myself to go any farther. I'm like, this is Bears-Packers. We know how this is going to play out. And once again under Matt Nagy, the third quarter rolls around, and it's thud from the Bears. They're completely outscored, 24-3 in the second half. And... That's what you come to expect when you watch Bears-Packers with Aaron Rodgers leading Green Bay. I'm Kevin Powell, episode 24 of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. I'm going to spend a little bit of time on the game itself, but I also want to get into Justin Fields because he, again, is, has been a major part of the whole conversation, and rightfully so, but there's a, a lot of talk about him you know, after the game and, and over the past couple days as well. But Look, Matt Nagy's not cut out for this job. Again, I'm not a, fly, a constant fire Nagy guy, but it's clear he, he's he's not a head coach. And I think, and I'm sure, there's a spot for him somewhere in the NFL, and he'll land somewhere. I, I'm, again, I'd still be stunned if he's back next year. But it's the Bears. But I don't know how you could possibly bring Matt Nagy back. I mean, it, the fourth and inches, they're at their own 36 early in the fourth quarter, down two scores, and he punts. And anybody watching knew at that moment it was a right time to go for it on fourth down. We're seeing it more than ever in the NFL teams going for it on fourth. And you're down two scores to Aaron Rodgers on the road. You have nothing to lose. And you punt the ball. And how did it play out? Well, Aaron Rodgers led a lengthy, multi-play touchdown drive that chewed up most of the clock and put the Bears away. Even if you're stuffed in your own territory, at least you went for it. Even if you're stuffed in your own territory, what's likely going to happen? Rodgers is still probably going to go and score. Everything changes if you get that first and Justin Fields can rally and get the Bears back in Packers territory. But it's another bad decision for Matt Nagy. It's, it's him playing scared or just not having the, the strategic mind that you need in an NFL coach. Even on Monday, he admitted that he screwed up. Uh, you look back as a coach and you say, damn, you know, um, you know that would have been a, <clears throat> a time to do that. At the same point in time, we were just coming off a three and out. We, we, we stopped them three and out, so uh, the previous possession. So I was just, you know, thought in that scenario, but it obviously uh, backfired. So, so it's the Bears that just continue to get in their own way and – Look, again, it's Bears-Packers. There, there was a brief moment, or again, where I'm like, this is fun. Maybe they pull off the upset. But And, and, and I've gone full meatball before on, on Bears-Packers games where I can really talk myself in, even leading up to a game I'm like, you know, if they do this, this, or that, they can win this one. <laughs> and it's always a letdown. Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. He does. Nobody wants to hear it. It's frustrating. I think everybody can't wait for Aaron Rodgers to move on from Green Bay. It would have been really fun if the Bears, during Rodgers' time with the Packers, if the Bears had a franchise quarterback of their own. Imagine the battles we would have seen between these two teams. And the Bears have put up some fight against Aaron Rodgers in the past, but it's 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 always Rodgers out on top. He owns the Bears. So this is where we're at, just four games remaining. And, and now I'm seeing, like people be like, you know what, Fields, this offensive line, maybe just shut him down for the final four games of the season. And it's like, man, here we are. I remember early on the season, just about every po- every podcast early on in the season and leading up to it was when should Justin Fields start? And, and there were so many people hollering for Justin Fields to start week one. And if you listen to this podcast, I was never necessarily against that, but I wasn't all for it screaming, hey, put Justin Fields in in week one. But now he's getting beat up out there. He took, uh, he was pressured. I think it was fifty-four percent of his passes Sunday night at Lambeau. Jason Peters goes down. Tevin Jenkins enters the game at left tackle. Looks completely lost. I almost feel bad for him. I mean, this is a guy who just got back from a back injury. Was supposed to be a guy that uh, the Bears could build around that offensive line, whether it was right or left tackle. You know, pretty high high draft pick on Tevin Jenkins. And, uh, you know, he comes back, and it's Sunday Night Football at Lambeau. Difficult environment. He gets thrown into that. There's penalties. There's, there's false starts on Tevin Jenkins. So if you don't have Jason Peters moving forward, it's, it's looking like a Tevin Jenkins, Larry Borm, a couple of rookie tackles anchoring your offensive line. Not exactly ideal when you have a quarterback who's got a ribs injury and has been banged up all season. Now I'm seeing some say, you know what? Shut him down. And it's just wild that here we are now, as if the offensive line wasn't a problem going into this season. We knew the offensive line was going to be bad. Jason Peters changed that a little bit because they brought him in, and he's, he's been solid. I mean, the dude's a future Hall of Famer. We didn't know what to expect out of him. They called him while he was on a fishing boat in the offseason being like, Hey, we need your help. We're short handed on the offensive line. And that goes back to Ryan Pace. You look at the secondary. Artie Burns looks lost in Green Bay. Uh, he's not giving them much. Kendall Vildor not giving them much. Jalen Johnson's been solid on the other side of the, uh, of the field, and that, that's exactly what we all anticipated going into the season. We're like, "Hey, Ryan Pace might need some help on the other side of the ball." Jalen Johnson's been that. Safeties, Eddie Jackson, okay, doesn't seem to be like the guy he was. Deshaun Gibson, okay. It's it's there's so many layers here, and and I don't know why. You would bring back Matt Nagy. There's also been some talk about possible restructuring of the Bears front office and how all of that works. And maybe Ryan Pace gets, you know, shuffled into a new role with this team. But they've got to do something with the football operations department, whether it's a president of football operations and a GM, outsiders you bring in. I don't think anybody wants to see Ryan Pace get elevated or at least moved to a different title where he's president of football ops and then there's a new GM and then Ryan Pace has a hand into all of it. For me, it just move on from Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. And, and Ryan Pace has has brought in some talents here. I mean, Khalil Mack, David Montgomery. Uh was very fortunate to land Justin Fields. He does he should get credit for that, right? People are like, well, you lucked into it. Well, there's a lot there's been a lot of executives that have lucked into getting quarterbacks who turn out being great. So, yeah, maybe he lucked into. It. He still did trade up to get Justin Fields. I mean, that was I still don't know how they were able to get him as the fourth quarterback in the draft. I've, and I've said this over the past few podcasts, like I'm all in on Justin Fields. I am. And I'm not a hot take guy. I was about as patient with Mitch Trubisky as you possibly could have been with him. Matt Nagy continuing to say it takes time to learn his offense, which which I'm sick of hearing. Because if Matt Nagy recognizes the talent of Justin Fields, you do everything you possibly can to just build an offense around Justin Fields. You don't say it's going to take time, Justin. You got to fit into my system. You got to do this. You got to do that. Matt Eags isn't even calling the plays anymore. He was brought here to be an offensive guru. He's been relegated to, uh, I guess. I'm sure there's some times he steps in and calls plays. He's providing something to Bill Lazor, who's calling the plays down on the field. I mean, and there were some moments in that first half against the Packers where, like, hey, that's explosive, fun plays. We were supposed to be uh, see a whole bunch of those when Matt Nagy came to town. He was supposed to have this high-flying offense, and uh, it hasn't worked. So, I mean, we've seen, like, in Baltimore, you have a guy like Amar Jackson who fell in the first round. Uh, he's just maybe a receiver. He's a running back. Guy wins MVP. There's talent there. And even on the, on the, on the flip side, you know, like Mac Jones with the Patriots, not exactly the most talented, gifted quarterback in this rookie class, but guess what the Patriots are doing with him? They're building a system that works for him, and they're winning. So, and I guess to get back to the, should they rest Justin Fields? Well, and not to play doctor here, nobody wants to do this, especially in the sports world. It can be uh, irritating, but like, we're talking about ribs injury here, and like, it is a pain tolerance thing. And it's not like Justin Fields hasn't dealt with this before. He had a ribs injury and a hip injury in college. So I don't think there's anything he needs to learn from this, right? I mean, he's he's been through it before. He's clearly a tough guy. Um, so I, I don't know. It's not like we're dealing with like a slightly sprained knee or an ankle or shoulder. And again, it's me sitting in a studio talking to a microphone. I'm not out there doing that. He's dealing with a lot of pain out there. But at the same time, like this, you got four games now to help his development. Now, if you really don't trust this offensive line, which I don't think many of us have trusted the entire season, but got, you know, first four passes for Justin Fields Sunday night, he was hit in the backfield. It's bad, and it's 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 a personnel issue that falls on Ryan Pace. It's a coaching issue where why do they continue all season not do enough to help Justin Fields out? And it feels like Justin Fields, it feels like his own team is getting in his way. Coaches and and players. Like, they're just not doing, I mean, there were some moments Allen Robinson just not coming back to the ball. You know, there's not a lot of talent with the receivers. You have Mooney and Robinson. Okay, it's a solid one, too. And look, Allen Robinson, he's been great here in Chicago. This season just hasn't been his. He's had an ankle, hamstring injury, looks a little bit checked out to me watching some moments uh, Sunday night and even earlier in the season. But I am completely sold on Justin Fields. And if he, can, if he can play through the pain of a ribs injury and he says I'm good to go and he's medically cleared, then you play him the final four games, period. There's no reason to sit him. And look, how much different is week one going to be next year when it comes to the offense? Who's making the personnel decisions this offseason? Is it going to be Ryan Pace or are you bringing somebody else in? And how much can they do? What's the salary cap situation going to look like? Got a lot a lot of difficult cap decisions to make this offseason. What about Kahlil Mack? Akeem Hicks probably done. Allen Robinson probably not back. Aging defense. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe the offensive line is completely restructured. Tevin Jenkins fully healthy. He's in a better situation. But I think if Justin Fields says to them, look, I can handle whatever pain I'm dealing with, and he's medically cleared, I think you stick with Justin Fields for the final four games. Now, I'm also kind of sounding like a lot of the people before the season who were hollering for Justin Fields to start. I think a lot of them just selfishly wanted to watch Justin Fields play. Because there is no recipe book to to developing and creating some franchise quarterback, in my opinion. You just never know. And I think there's probably been plenty of good quarterbacks that have come through that have been put in bad systems that failed. I've also kind of always thought if you're going to be good, you're probably just going to be good regardless of what you have around you. But there there are a million things that factor in here. And, again, I was okay with Justin Fields sitting earlier on in the season. I would have thought it would be crazy to sit him the whole season – Um, which Matt Nagy, it sounds like that's what he really wanted to do, which scares you a little, right? Like I guess Matt Nagy thought he had a better chance of winning with Andy Dalton unless Matt Nagy felt really confident in his job security that he didn't have to go out and prove and win for the McCaskies to keep his job because everyone's watching and be like, dude, you're probably gone after this year. So I'm all in on Justin Fields. I think he's a stud. I think he's going to be great in this league. And if it's not with the Bears, I think it's going to be somewhere else, which would be very fitting for the Chicago Bears organization to miss on a guy like Fields, which I I just think Fields is going to be very good. And was he was he good Sunday night? Mm. Was he bad? Mm, he was okay. It's just really tough to completely evaluate him. Again, you have two rookie tackles out there making mistakes. You don't have a ton of talent around. You don't have a coaching staff that helps you. Maybe for the first half, <laughs> but Fields made mistakes. He's got to protect the ball much better, no doubt about that, but that's part of the development process. So I think Justin Fields, if he can handle the the ribs injury that he's sustained, I think you definitely start him for the final stretch of the season. You don't just shut him down. Not that it matters at this point, but how embarrassing is he? You're like, we, we can't even field a team where we feel safe enough to put our potential franchise quarterback out there. Like, if you do that, you're basically saying, like, okay, Fields is injured and we don't trust the team around him to protect him or help him out or coaching staff to help him out. I don't see them doing that. Just it's a hypothetical that's been thrown out there that maybe the Bears should do that. Um, you know, we, we put that as our WGN Radio Sports click. If you ever want to check that out, we do that daily. With uh, Justin Fields banged up, should the Bears shut him down for the rest of the season? As I record this, sixty-four percent of the votes is no. Do not shut him down. And again, I want to see him play because I think it's good for his development. And if he can handle it all with the with the pain and all that, then, then you play him. Um, plus, it makes watching the Bears more watchable. <laughs> you know, if Justin Fields isn't out there, it's it's a brutal. Difficult watch for the Bears, so that's the selfish part of me. But I'd also think that it's for the better with Justin Fields. I mean, you're not just going to rest him and sit him because you don't trust your team to protect him. You don't trust himself to, to put him in a, in a safe position to not take big hits. But again, if he if he if he's medically cleared and if he can handle it, I think you stick with Justin Fields down the stretch. All right, that was episode twenty four. No guest on this pod, just me going on a Bears rant. Hopefully I wasn't completely exhausting. And thank you to Brian Alzheimer and Ernie Skatton for their help producing the podcast. Thank you again for listening. Episode 25 will drop on Friday. Got an author coming on of a new football book. I think uh, you'll be interested in that and then plenty of Bears talk as well. I'm Kevin Powell. This is the WGN Radio Football Podcast.